Hi, I'm Nathan. I'm playing Doc Gaines, the American. Hi, I'm Ryan. I'm playing Thomas Clayridge, the mother. I'm JD. I'm playing Zuxion Melodis, the undeniable. And I'm Zach, your keeper for this series. And this is Seasides. Tonight, we continue our adventure in The Between by Jason Cordova. Last episode, we left off in a rather dramatic fashion. Zuxion and Doc Gaines had been met with a spectral figure falling head over heels down the stairs and breaking its neck over and over again, bringing a chill into the main room of the house. Meanwhile, on the other side of town, Thomas Clayridge went into the morgue to discover a little bit more about what's going on with this case. He ran into a old fellow that he used to go to school with, Professor Robert Swindrake. Um, He's the one who is responsible for my de-doctoring, so... A total jerk face. and uh, But you were able to gather some clues there as well in the morgue while Swindrake went and got the, the proper channels of authority to try and get you kicked out of this morgue. We pick up here, still in the day session. Um, I wanted to give you guys a little bit more time. So... Let's start with you, Clayridge. We've discovered a little bit about this body. It's reminded you of a former lover. But you hear those sonorous tones of Robert Swindrake talking to the proper channels of authority coming down the hall. What do you want to do? So there's the the door I came in. Is there another way out of here? Yeah, I think the corpse hatch, obviously. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I... Well, more or less, I was going to say... corpses just get hooked. (laughs) I was going to say, it doesn't seem super interesting to have you roll for that. I think that there is like a place where basically the, you know, the, the car that goes and picks up the bodies uh, can like back in uh, into the room to drop them off, basically. So there there is a back door at the, like at the end of the hall. truck just like lifts up. Yep. It's just, <laughs> just like, here they are. Slop, 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 slop. That's the truck that dumps them into the Thames. <laughs> oh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We'll get there too. <laughs> you're Clayridge, you're intimately familiar with that truck. Yeah. <laughs> and who drives it? <laughs> so yeah, I'm basically gonna wait until I hear them like kicking down the door, coming down the door from the the police station, and then I'm gonna skedaddle out and try to go back inside and find the records room. Like Mm. pull some some bugs bunny shit and try to like sneak around behind them uh that sounds fantastic i think that's gonna trigger the day move i want to say that you're gonna just roll plus composure here yeah cool I, that makes as much sense as anything else i think for this what's at stake yeah now you yeah you're what are you afraid is gonna happen if you fail or lose your nerve yeah i i have this vial of blood that i just stole from a body and yeah, I definitely like this is doing some like weird shit, you know, like, yeah, I left and now I'm going to sneak back in behind. Like, I'm I'm afraid of basically getting arrested. Detained. You're afraid of getting getting detained. Totally. Roll it. Nine. Fantastic. On a seven through nine, the keeper will tell you how your actions would leave you vulnerable and you can choose to back down or go through with it. If you go through with it, the keeper describes what it looks like. I think if you go through with this, you'll be able to get past Swindrake and the proper authorities that he's got with him. But you're going to leave something behind that identifies you. What is that? So it is the thing that I leave behind, like, because I, I had to unpack my, like, doctor's bag. Mm-hmm. And I think in his bag is. Like one of his mini notebooks that he keeps notes in for the potentiality of reanimating a corpse. Mm. Right? And like potential ways to do that. 
almost like his stream of conscience thoughts. And because Swindrake is familiar, you know, with my research from Oxford. Your, your proclivities, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. I like that a lot. So that's that's what's on the table. You're leaving behind basically one of your one of your journals. We'll say it's not one of recent importance, but maybe one of your earlier ones describing, you know, how the process would be done to reanimate. Cool. Uh, in that case, we will cut over to our other two. Zuxion and Doc Gaines, this rhythmic falling of this body down the stairs comes to its final as the neck breaks for the last time on the bottom stair. And it sends Alice uh, into a state. And she begins running upstairs, screaming in terror, as if to check on something. Y'all are left down here. What do you do? Zuxion, do you think that perhaps you could go after her? Did the remind me where the because the the dog led me back up here. Did the mm-hmm. dog go up the stairs as like all the way up the stairs? You know what I mean? Because the kitchen was yeah. also downstairs, right? And then it to up here, yeah. and then up further. Yeah, let's say the dog went all the way upstairs as well. <sighs> Very good. I'll go. And I was laying coins out for the maid. Mm-hmm. I take two of them back and then go upstairs. Oh, yeah. Slide them back off the table and back into my pocket. In the confusion of the moment, Irma won't notice that you didn't, you know, that you that you didn't pay her in full. Yes. Uh, and then I will go upstairs following Lady Beale and also keeping an eye out for my furry friend. As you get up the stairs, uh, you will notice that this is the attic, uh, which has been uh, transformed into a nursery. It is decorated in soft pastel colors. And uh, yeah, you will see in this nursery also, there's a small baby crib. There's a little paint the scenes question here. How do you know the ghost is with you right now? There is, as I think, walk like through this room or through this attic, there is the creaking of the floorboards behind me, like after I've already passed, as if someone is stepping over them. As if someone's like walking like a few feet behind you. Right. At the same pace, basically. Right. Fantastic. You come in on this scene, a worried mother looking over her child in the cri- in the crib. How old does this child look? Months old. Maybe a year. Maybe a year. Maybe a year. She's thinking of where to prod. Um, The girl. She was a caretaker of the child. Yeah, she took care of the child, who seems to have slept through that whole racket. How long had she been working for you? It's since I gave birth. So a little under a year. And this ghost, when did you first notice it? Only recently. I can't say that I had ever felt its presence before Ginny passed. Any other strange apparitions or presences before that? No, we've not lived here long before. Only a handful of weeks. We bought the house to have a real family. Ah, who did you buy it from? It was on sale from the government. It was a price that was fair enough for Harold and myself to afford. I see. Looking around for that dog. And the hound is yours as well. Oh yes, Pythagoras, our steadfast hero. He patrols the house constantly since we moved here. You're looking for Pythagoras in the room, and you notice a rocking chair that's slowly rocking. And a person sitting there. And that person looks exactly like you. They look up from a small children's book that they're reading, and then they just scream, a shriek, that only you seem to hear, and then they're gone. Looking back at Lady Beale, seeing that she doesn't seem to notice this, I just try to play it off, I guess. Mm. I go to uh, stand over by this rocking chair. Again, kind of just playing it cool, not mentioning anything to Lady Beale about it. I'm going to yeah. examine it. Does it seem strange or anything? The rocking chair itself, no. And the dog's not up here? Oddly, yeah. You can't find the dog. There are no other rooms up here, right? It's just the attic? It is. I stroll over to the window that I picture being like on the, the one end of this that faces the street, right? And just kind of look out it to see if there's anything, uh, you know, particularly framed by it. Why don't you go for an information ro- move? And let's do that plus 
Will this be sensitivity? I think so. Because I think you're trying to, to tap vibes. into the, the vibes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm super into sensitivity. Okay. So go for it. Seven. You're looking out this window, and there doesn't seem to be much of anything. But as you look around the window, you notice the wallpaper that seems to be peeling away, letting loose. What does this wallpaper look like? The the wallpaper that's on top. What what do you see? We've we've described like soft pinkish hues, but anything else about it? Feel free. Give me some give me some spice here. They're cranes. They're cranes. Yeah, love it. Underneath this wallpaper of of cranes carved into the wood that's showing where it's peeled back around the the edge of this porthole you see a bunch of numbers they seem to be carved into the wood of the house um take the clue a series of numbers written in an unusual place these numbers seemingly don't have any meaning but they almost look like time stamps except the time is military instead of regular, right? 2356, 1711, things of this nature. And this was underneath the wallpaper. Mm-hmm. And as you're looking at this wallpaper and getting closer and closer to the numbers, you feel a force just come concussively behind your neck, and it just seems to hit you from behind the head, behind the neck and smash your face into where you were looking at the wallpaper. I want you to take the condition bloody nose as your nose just gets jammed in there by some force. And as you fall to your knees, Alice, oh, oh my dear, are you okay? And she comes over to your side. What happened? Did you fall? Yes. And I pull out a very fine silk handkerchief and hold it up to my nose. In the ghost murder house, I fell for no reason. She's a little bit perplexed, uh... She apologizes. I'm so sorry. I don't like it either. You should get out. And I just wish that, you know, we could help. We, we want your help. We really do get out. Um, If there's anything my, my husband and I can do for you, please just let us know. I narrow my eyes at her and then, without saying anything, walk back down the stairs. Let's cut back over to Clay Ridge who has successfully made their way out of the morgue and into the main offices. You are looking, and I believe you have found, you are looking for the the files department, basically. Yeah. You find in front of you a fuddy-duddy secretary whose name you don't know, but she says, Hello, how can I help you? I I push back my hair and, like, try to kind of smooth it. Uh... (laughs) Like, Thomas Clayridge most of the time looks like shit, like mm. he's been up all night, because he has, but trying my best to be, you know, presentable. Mm-hmm. I'm just imagining the, like, oobleck sound as you, like, smooth your hair back, <laughs> and the gel just, well, natural oils adhere themselves to your hand. My dear, I need some files uh, for some some research purposes. You wouldn't happen to have any of those, anything that could help, would you? Well, of course we do. We have many files on hand. What exactly are you looking for? The, uh, the files for the death that recently occurred at 18 St. James Street. Of course, I'm happy to help. And what's your, what's your file number? He pretends to check his pockets. Oh, I'm I'm afraid I'm afraid I I I've left my notebook at uh at home. I'm working with Professor Swindrake though, so perhaps you know we can just bypass this little formality. She gives you a little bit of a crook of her neck to the side. Uh, let's let's roll the day move plus presence. I think in this particular scenario here, what, what, unless anyone has what any could other. Go wrong? <laughs> yeah, what could go wrong before you roll? Oh yeah. Um that's not the way that it's phrased in this one, but <laughs> it's the same thing. What was a It's not that it's not phrased that way in this one, but it's the same as trophy gold basically like what, what Yeah, it's basically what are you afraid will happen if you lose your nerve? I mean, I think that this this group that's looking for me catches up to me, right? Like mm-hmm. and and things go from like oh, this awkward situation with this little old woman to 
I'm now like being accosted by Scotland Yard. Yeah, totally. I love that each like risk or day move roll that you've made so far has been like escalating toward you getting arrested. Like I know. <laughs> so what are you gonna do for your night move? Oh, I don't know. Sit in jail. <laughs> I got a ten. Oh, fantastic. Oh, Swindrake, of course. That old that old bag. He probably <laughs> forgot to tell you exactly what his number was. Let me just grab Here you are. And and she hands you she hands you some files on the death. Nice. Would would the you happen to have any other files pertaining to the address? Historic files, you mean? Yes, is this the correct place? He leans on the desk a little bit. Taking that 10 plus, huh, you ham? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. She gives you a look. A look that says, I'm not doing anything later. <laughs> and then she hands you uh, another file. We haven't had any fantastic assistance in this area in a while, and it's been rather lonely amongst the stacks. She takes a a pin from her tabletop desk and writes on the back of the folder be sure swine drake doesn't see this and she hands you the file with her uh, address on it uh thank you H- have a very good rest of your day how okay i want to take half a moment to ask you you deal in kind of darker stranger things um, usually you work at night and you have, uh, certain goals. How strange is it to have someone interact with you sort of openly in like this kind of human way? Like when's the last time this happened and how strange is it that someone is literally hitting on you right now? Probably not very often since the war. Like I think like the, the types that Thomas generally trucks with aren't the like hitting on you types or the types you'd want hitting on you Mm -hmm. and he's so driven that he also like the whole point of the playbook right is to bring back your beloved right he's trying to bring back this man that he's in love with yeah um so he's not he's like so driven on that that he's not interested in like side dalliances i suppose that's why I was wondering about kind of, I think there's a beautiful like cinematic moment of this awkwardness, right? Where you were basically just trying to manipulate someone and then it actually worked. <laughs> I, I also think that like, except for a, a rare few occasions, like anytime, like social interactions are pretty much math mm-hmm. to Clayridge at this point. Yeah. Like when you're so focused on a goal that everything's related to that one thing. Yeah. You're the hammer. Everything's a nail. Yeah. yeah. Like, he knows how to flirt and, like, be... Um, it's emotional manipulation. And there's no mm. nothing genuine most of the time behind it. I was assuming real, like, H.H. Holmes kind of vibes, where you're probably a little... You're probably naturally handsome as well, though yeah. probably sun-deprived. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think Under, uh, H.H. Holmes is a perhaps. really good comparison, I think, for Thomas. Like, yeah, a, a handsome, just sociopath. Yeah. She gives you these folders, and you are free to go on your way. Uh, I run out of the police station. Uh, like a very like you're you're quick to come out of her room, close the door, and then you start running. I no, I think I just start. I just like oh, you just bolt. Uh, thank you, and then just turn around and <laughs> sprint out of the building. She's perplexed at your reaction. I think we see her kind of look inward, and I have to return insecure. some videotapes. <laughs> yeah, like I think she. <laughs> I have socks that need organizing. Yeah, we get we the last scene we get there is a picture of her kind of being like, was it something I said? Like a look of that on her face. We cut back to St. James Street, gentlemen. Is there anything else you would like to do in the house today? I kind of had a thing, so if you want to do a thing while I'm up there or whatever, are you gonna? Okay, you got some more you want to do up there, so no, no, I just <laughs> you can we can retcon right or like just go back to when I was up there and you can do whatever. No, no, no. I like not really. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm. I have an idea for what to do when we leave. So if you have something else you want to do in the house, no, then, then um, please do that. I'm and we'll... good with the house. You're good with the house. Okay, so you come down the stairs. Good lord, what did you do? 
What is with everyone insinuating I'm clumsy? Quite the contrary, I thought maybe she assaulted you. As I think we're like moving toward the doorway of the house. No, I rather believe that woman may be incapable of violence. I suppose that that's a relief. But if you'll mind, I've got a chill and I think we've won out our welcome. Yes, I rather agree. We're leaving the house. I, um, OOC, what I want to do is go check out the newspaper, but they're not going to be open past dusk, which is fine. Um, the news. Oh, you, you want to check out like the illustrated police news? Is that what the name of the newspaper was? The rag that reported before? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. But that also can. I think that's probably going to, we're not going to, we're going to, that'll be tomorrow. That's fine. We'll do that tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's the next thing that I want to do, but there's yeah. nothing I want to do immediate. Cool. If the, if we're getting toward the end of the day. Yeah. We are definitely like closing in. So any last minute things before we close out the day? Can I have a chance to dig through this paperwork? Like, is there enough time left in the day to, like, go through these folders and see if I can learn anything from them? I'm assuming I went, like, just dashed back to Hargrave House. You can totally roll an information move there. Uh, That'll probably be the last thing we do for the day. That's why I just wanted to give you guys uh, enough space. JD, do you want to do one more thing? What are you thinking? Yeah, you kind of suggested you want to do something. Are we... Uh, I do, but if it's like time, whatever, then I would rather... Well, I I mean, just say what you want to do. Well, I was going to go back and I was going to look up the records for the house. Yeah, we're on the the same page, I think, with that. Like, I was thinking we'd talk to the rag and see what they reported on before because you're going to tell me that something else happened before. Right. And that, that was, I think we're on the same page there. That's right. Then, yeah, we can... But uh, I think that's going to happen tomorrow. tomorrow. And if that's the case, then uh, I'm going to go shopping. Shopping? Yep. Be more specific. Uh, extravagant spending is my vice. And I feel bad because my nose is bleeding and that's frustrating to me. And therefore, I'm going to... Mm-hmm. We're going to, I think, walk and talk or, you know, whatever, um, as we make our way down the street. And then, uh, essentially, like, if we're exchanging information about... The, the different clues that we've gathered or whatever between the two of us while we're doing so suddenly I will kind of just lead us into a very expensive shop. You should buy a mask. No, my face is too beautiful, but you just broke your nose. No. Besides right. masks are not very expensive. They could be. Don't. Okay. Whatever. Do whatever you want. <laughs> so you want to indulge in a vice and go into an expensive shop? Yes. All right, cool. Uh, you guys are at an expensive shop. What are we shopping for there? My friend. So I think I have led you into a shop that is, they specialize in American artifacts, which is why I've come in with you because I feel like you can lend your American eye to it, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm following. What catches your eye that shocks you that it's here? Some unique artifact of American, American history, namely something like you know unique is what I mean. Yeah. No, we were just talking about H. H. Holmes. I wanted to be something from the Chicago World's Fair. I just don't know that much about the Chicago World's <laughs> Fair. Hold on. Do you want it specifically to be clothing, J. D. Or is it? No, like- no, no. no. It. It okay. could be anything. I also will say, JD, just as a heads up, I I do need a little vulnerability on the screen in order to trigger this. Mo- yeah, no, the, I know. Yeah, the move. Yeah, we'll yeah, we'll yeah. do stuff. Yeah. How, how does this sound? Edward Muybridge gave a series of lectures uh, lectures on the science of animal locomotion in, in, in the Zupraxian Zupraxographical Hall, built specifically for the purpose of. Anyway, <laughs> so a a a uh, he did this with a Zupraxioscope, which is. Basically, a late 1800s version of a slide projector, or like a movie projector. Huh. So it's his. It's his. It's his Zupraxioscope. 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 Did I? I don't know. Add a add a syllable. Yeah, Zupraxioscope. I'm sorry. Oh, it's like one yeah. of the. It like spins the thing and then it shows you motion. I see. Or like projects it. It looks like. Fuck yeah! This thing is cool. Yeah, this thing is really neat. There probably aren't a lot of them. So there's a Zupraxoscope here. I mean, getting me to admit that I was in Chicago at the World's Fair is probably, you know, my end of the bargain, as it were, right? Well, we're not supposed to talk about our history. Well, exactly. Uh, yes, we are in the vulnerable move. No? Are we? Oh, it does say invite, invite the other hunter to ask you about your past. Yes. I see. Yeah. Read the vulnerable move for me, J.D., the vulnerable move. When you have an intimate moment with another hunter while one of you is engaged in your vice, so that's me, you may clear an appropriate condition. If it's your vice, you can also stumble on a clue, tell the keeper what it is, the clue cannot cons- conclusively answer a question by itself, or 
Invite the other hunter to ask you about your past. You must answer truthfully, but not necessarily completely. So, it's my advice. Invite the other hunter to ask you about your past. So, you need to ask me about my past. So, it, it bears noting both of us can trigger the vulnerable yes, move? in the same scene. You're right. Yeah. It's just that okay. only one so of then, us could this case, feasibly get a clue. At this point, I, can, I will ask you about your past because... Well, you're inviting me to ah, this is sorry, this is like confusingly worded, but you're inviting me to ask you about your past by being here. It seems like what's happening because it doesn't specify when you have an intimate moment with another hunter while one of you is engaged in your right. vice, meaning what you are engaged in yours, you make clear your appropriate condition. If it's your vice, you can also uh wait. If it's your vice, you can also That's but, my vice. Oh yeah. I guess the way this is worded suggests that I'm not supposed to be talking about mine, but I really like yeah. this situation and like I'm also not a slave to the rules, which is a great thing <laughs> well, that uh, it, it's also like ambiguous as to what being vulnerable means. Yeah. Well, and, it, and I would yeah. and I would say a glimpse into my past, like just talking about having been somewhere, is is being vulnerable, but is not like talking about my past. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Let's just. I, oh, I think if we just. Let's do this. Scene. Let's just do the scene. I was gonna yeah. say, like, just do your scene <laughs> and worry about the mechanics after the fact. Just start talking. You have you have a what is it called? A zoo zoopraxiscope. Zoopraxiscope in front of you. Just talk together for a minute. Trigger a move from playing your characters. <sighs> I find that when I've had a stressful day, <sighs> collecting things eases my mind. Wouldn't you agree, Doc? I'd actually quite heartily disagree, Zooxion. I'd much rather be less a few things. As I finger at the grip of my gun. That said, I do appreciate that you're trying to make me feel more at home. Gods, I don't know what was wrong with those people. They couldn't keep a they couldn't keep their house at a livable temperature. I've been chilled to the bone ever since. Pulling at the collar of my shirt. I think there may have been more at play than drafts in that house, Doc. I suppose you're right. I'm trying to finish wiping this blood off of my nose. My, what's that over there? Shopkeep, is that authentic? Everything's authentic here. He, he, he glowers at you at the, like, you have insulted him by asking if it's authentic. Don't give me that look. There must only be two in existence. Well, then you've been lucky to be in the presence of one. Again. Doc's eyes a little watery. How much is it? Market price. Yes, well, I, I'm inquiring because I might like to purchase it. Oh, would you? I hear there's only two in existence. Isn't that right? He gestures toward you, Doc. Doc's hands are shaking a little bit. Yes, I'd, I think there must only be two. One here and one still in Chicago. Very well, I'll take it. But you must tell me now so that I can actually pay you. He writes down an absorbent amount of money and pa passes the piece of paper to you. And take it from him like, I'm not some bitty housewife merely looking. Look at the number. Very good. Uh, and I'm going to start pulling money out from within my robe. Do you even know what it is, Zuxion? I have no idea. What does it do? Handing the money to the man. It makes moving pictures. Moving pictures? Whatever do you mean? The one time I saw one working, it was like I was being transported to another world. Fascinating. Well, get it packed up. I'll send someone over to pick it up for me later. They do so. Of course, you'll have to show me how to operate it later, Doc. I'd be happy to. I think it's after, like, we can, like, we're strolling out and continuing on our way, right? After I've purchased it. What did it show you? When you saw it? Animals, mostly. It seems a bit silly to say now, but giant cats running. That's the one that I remember anyway. Aren't there huge animals running around all over America? Surely that can't be a strange sight for you. I know that we've been doing this for a little while now. We see strange things all the time. But is there nothing, is there no point that you've felt this strangeness the first time you felt this strangeness? Did it not affect you? Yes, certainly, but you must understand, Doc. 
I'm the moving picture. What exactly do you mean by that, that you're the moving picture? A thing of wonder, strangeness. And I point around to some of the people we're passing by. Don't you see them staring? It's always been this way. Since I was a child. The cherubs. And I point at like a, you know, a, uh, an old world style like fresco painting or whatever of cherubs like decorating the side of a, a building. The perfect child. I was their model. That's great. Cut that. Hit the move. You did it. Dope. <laughs> Love it. Like that's a that's great. I'm a model for I was the model for the cherubs. Fucking sick. I think that's a great I, great cut cut away. Yeah, I think the scene just shows you like you have your hands you have your hands under your chin looking up <laughs> like like one of the paintings of the cherubs and we see you for a moment and then the camera cuts. I, I think that like it, it focuses is on focuses in on the eyes being like exactly the same my like gray eyes. Oh yeah, that's so fucking good. All right, so we are going to move into the dusk scene. You said that I could go. I had time. To oh go yes, these yes, papers. yes, 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 yes. Yeah, sorry, Ryan. Let's roll an information move to get through these papers. Yeah, so I think Thomas is sitting in Hargrave House in like his room, or probably at like a desk in like I don't know some other part of the house, some more public part. Uh, he's got his little bottle of laudanum um, sitting on the desk beside him. And yeah, I'm going to uh, just start going through all these papers. Uh, yeah, roll the information move plus... Reason? I think it is reason. Yeah, it's ro- it's roll plus reason for sure. Yeah. That's a 10. Fantastic. The clue is rumors of an arranged marriage gone awry. In the file of the older iteration of James Place... You find a story about a disgruntled marriage that was arranged. Husband and wife didn't work out. A couple of months into their blissful marriage, they separated. There's a lot of side notes in the cribs of the notes on the divorce or attempted divorce. Wife went missing. Death, with a question mark, circled. Husband, killer, unsolved. Remember, the clue is rumors of an arranged marriage gone awry. We are going to the dusk phase. All right, so we're trying to kind of keep this up in a a little bit of a order here. So I'm going to read off the dusk phase. Uh, Perform the following steps in order. Resolve any playbook moves or custom moves that are resolved during the dusk phase. Does anybody have any? I do. Yeah, hit me. I have the quickening. All right. You live with a curse that causes you to become savage, even feral, to the point where your body physically changes. At the start of the dusk phase, roll with composure or sensitivity, your choice on a 10+. Your body is stronger and faster, and you manage to keep the quickening in check. You roll with advantage when taking actions that use vitality until the next dawn phase. On a 7-9, through you manage to keep the quickening in check, but just barely. Take the condition drained. On a miss, I'm going to lose control, and then if I lose control, we'll do that. Uh, And then there's a a 12+. I can I can uncover an additional clue, but yeah, I can. Is it I might, a mastermind clue? No. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, mastermind clues obviously are kind of mm-hmm. a different substream that there will was... will come up, and they can come up on the twelve plus of information moves. Yeah, we. I could just have... wanted to make sure that you didn't get one. Or... Yeah, and I'm gonna choose composure. Oh, sweet! You choose. That's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Ah, damn! That's a nine. What? I wanted to turn into a bat. <laughs> You'll get there, I'm sure. So I will take I will take drained. Fantastic. I assume at this point in time you have a ritual for keeping yourself in check. What does that look like? As Zuxian and myself are making our way toward Hargrave House, I notice that the sun is getting lower and lower into the sky and I'm I'm becoming anxious, tightening the strap around my waist. And so in a hurry I make my way up to my room. And there are straps on the armrests of either side of my chair. In preparation, I take a piece of wood and bite down on it. Sometimes it's easier than others, but not this time. Pulling against my restraints, gritting my teeth, nearly cracking them, sweating and grunting alone in my room. Just for my edification, and maybe for those at home or behind the screen, it's a welling wave that comes and you don't give into it is that kind of the the thought i kind of like that like there's this 
twilight moment at dusk and you're either gonna oh yes become the thing itself or not yes so it 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 happens the same time every day that's very very cool i like that a lot awesome well let us say that you get through that you're drained and probably hungry so i get in my in the dusk phase uh a paint the scene question about hargrave house which I'm stoked about, and I have the perfect one. Um, I'm going to read this as well, um, just for the people behind the Patreon wall, probably something I might cut out, depending on how it works. Paint the scene, Hargrave House. Paint the scene is a phrase that comes up a lot when playing the between. It's a role-playing game technique that aims to explore a theme or motif related to a location in the fiction. The keeper poses a question to the players and the, uh, about the location, and the players take turns answering it. By the end, a strong sense of location, both visually and thematically, has been built up or painted in the minds of the keeper and the players. I've got one here for the dining room. You don't take meals together often, but tonight is an exception. What's on the menu? <laughs> That's when I know a question's good, is when JD goes, God damn. Eel pie interesting yeah living or dead dead fair not an unreasonable question Rai you got in one I think a for dessert a really sweet port and ice cream but like a like a too sweet port oh it's like sickly sweet yeah not not, not that good shit from Portugal this is <laughs> these all this shit is leftovers or what we can make do from previous adventures don't ask what made the ice cream so that leaves me with the appetizer, doesn't it? I believe so, yeah. An anchovy martini. I can get down with that. Yeah. A briny a briny beverage. This is actually on the menu at the, the dinner we're having later this, this morning. This actually sounds really good. Yeah, I think there's definitely a way to make that happen. Hell yeah. Optional, resolve any Janus Mass prompts that remain unresolved. We don't have that. I don't Nothing, think. right? Each of you, what are you going to try and do tonight? As As a note of... Uh, formality don't talk amongst yourselves what you're going to do just say what you're going to do and then each of you can has an opportunity to revise depending on what everyone else this is said. a really weird part of this uh, but we'll feel it out yeah it, it i i 100 I percent feel like it was supposed to be feel it out you're supposed to kind of feel disconnected from each other it encourages you i think to like have an idea and then realize you could merge your idea with someone else's or something like that so uh, Thomas is going to go out and try to collect corpse bits. Cool. I like it. Like ignoring the St. James place thing, going and going and doing your own shit. Yeah, pretty much. Hell yeah. That's I'm absolutely. hoping with a chance to revise that somebody else will do something adjacent, you know, where like we can, both things can happen. <laughs> yeah. But we know what's most important. Yes. I am going to morosely watch the pickled arm of Stonewall Jackson grow long, webbed fingers in its jar at dusk while I, on the other side of the room, lean and drink absinthe. <laughs> if, anybody, if anybody's seen Doom Patrol, I'm specifically thinking of the, the scene where, oh, I, I forget I forget the, the character's name now, uh, takes off all of their wrappings and tries to talk to their possessed spirit. I'm basically I'm if it's not clear I guess it's uh, Stonewall Jackson's arm has the thing that plagues me and I'm watching it change and pitying myself. Cool. I was trying to think of stuff to do that would actually like be plot relevant. That is also reasonable. Are they expressly supposed to be plot relevant? No. Okay. They can be no, we just have totally limited not plot numbers relevant. Of scenes I think to work with, right? Or limited numbers of roles, this sorry, is... during the night phase. This is going to be quick. Things are going to happen. Also, remember, these are the things you want to happen. <laughs> More or less. I'm going to break into that house and tear all of their wallpaper down and write all these numbers down. Yup. There you go. <laughs> yup. Yeah. It, okay. Anyone who wants to revise maybe anything in their scene. Yeah. I'm going to go with Zuxion. Eon. Mm. It's fine. Zuxion. Zuxion. And I'm going to try to find that woman's body. In the yard. Which woman's body? The woman in the... who disappeared. Who they in think the, her husband the killed her. Oh. You're just going to start digging up their yard. I love it. 
So you're digging up the yard. I'm going to dismantle and the whole house I'm, during the I'm, night. I'm out of my mind on Laudanum <laughs> right now. Dope. All right. Uh, the next step, we have no more Janus masks to resolve. So I'm going to introduce the Unseen. The Unseen is this cool thing, listeners at home, that uh, is a part of the night. I introduce it, and it kind of like basically creates a temporality for the night, and it's supposed to be quick. Uh, as well, it's worth noting the Unseen is not at all connected to what you guys are doing. Except through Echoes of the Night, meaning uh, in its uh, most powerful and pervasive form, this is when you create kind of metaphoric connectivity between what you guys are doing and what is being being described in the unseen. I would also argue uh, more powerfully, you can retcon or if you want to introduce things or uh, elaborate on unseen scenes or scenes that you're having that maybe we go over quickly to like add in a detail that creates an echo by all means. I want you guys to, I want you guys to hit these as much as possible because in my estimation, these are probably one of like the echoes are probably one of the coolest parts of this game. I'm going to introduce the unseen and then we'll probably call it a wrap here. The unseen for this evening is going to be moonlit mudlarking. The port of London is one of the busiest in the world. And with so much cargo being loaded and unloaded, the odd crate ends up overboard. The ebb and flow of the Thames deposits this lost cargo up and down the riverbank. Under the light of the full moon, the desperate and optimistic pick through the sucking mud of low tide, stinking of shit and rotting fish, in the hope of finding treasure. We didn't nearly get as far as I was hoping, but uh, I think we got some good stuff and I felt like giving you guys a little bit more time in the day session. I wanted you guys to kind of just play around together before like night gets a lot yeah, it more. Felt a little, the day scene last time that we did when we ended it, I was like, it felt a little tight. I know it was mostly just like a timing issue, but I think if you, yeah. especially if yeah. you latch this one onto that one, it'll be, it'll feel good. Because the game's very yeah, clear I about like one of those, day we daytime. We normally do like a session zero. Like daytime, it's chill. Mm. Don't force anything. Let it go. Like let it take as long as it wants to. Yeah. Whatever, so exactly, it's supposed to be kind of languid, as they say. Uh, I think Jason uses that verbatim. I'm glad we got a little. Um, so time, yeah, maybe, maybe this will be. Yeah, maybe this will be two sessions, or maybe it'll be cribby like a shorty like a long e and a shorty it'll be fine i think also it'll be one that really rewards the patreon backers which might be a conversation where it's like hey this one's kind of short it cut out like 30 minutes of us talking about the vulnerable <laughs> move um you know just like how to trigger a move how you know what's important what we're right. looking for because i think like the unedited version of that will still take a handful of minutes off of it but it'll still be like where do we feel like we're at with this? You know, like, I think we had yeah. a good, good discussion about that. And we actually got, I would argue to the place I want, I personally wanted to get and where I felt satisfied at the end of it. Anyone else like, yo, yeah, yeah. I, I liked the scene a lot and I wasn't ever. No. Yeah. I felt like it was, it actually ended up being a fantastic scene, but yeah, it needed, it just wanted a little coaxing. So it was great. Yeah, no, I, I mean, as the, an observer to that scene, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, you got, you guys really, really knocked it out of the park there, right at the end it's, of it. It's the one nice thing about like a game set in like a real place, right? Is that it's easier to have like, yeah, there's a, a shop selling American curios in London. That's totally believable. Whereas like in a game like a the Spire, it's like more difficult to just be like yeah we, we just like step into this place that i just made up because there's so 
so much already that like it's i think it's important yeah uh like the idea of a setting and this is my problem i think with setting books um and games with like an actual Mm. built-in setting or whatever l5r has the same problem spire has this problem if i assume if you're playing D &D, like in forgotten realms or something it would have this problem of other other people maybe being more knowledgeable but the question is whether something exists not whether something is plausible Mm. to exist and in this case, it's so much easier yeah. to be like, Victorian London, what's plausible to exist? To draw on your knowledge of media, draw on your knowledge of whatever, and if it makes sense and everybody at the table agrees, then it exists. Like, there's no reason to, to question yeah. it. You can be like, oh, let, oh, oh, you know what? There actually is a shop that sells things. Let me, let me go look it up. Let me go flip through this book. Oh, it's, it's, it's Croaky Toad's Americana. You know what I mean? Then that doesn't need to exist. Like, who cares? It's just, there's a shop yeah. that sells Americana. Yeah. It sells American things, yeah. you know, and that's that's all you need. And it's plausible to be there. We all feel that. And so you can just do it there. Even though this is drawing on a on the real world and on a real world city, there's no need to like you're you're drawing from a, a it, conscious idea of London in the Victorian age, not an actual setting. <laughs> it, yeah, it's funny that it it takes a real world kind of equivalent in order for us to in order for people to enact kind of the best practices for is a thing there, is it cool if it's there, then yes, it's there. Versus like when you're mired in this kind of a setting book, Think I, I was thinking of D&D, it's like, oh, well, that's not in Waterdeep because Waterdeep specifically doesn't have this. Blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, <laughs> best practices always are, is someone looking to do something with something? Then it's there. Just give it to them. Maybe challenge them, but don't, you know, and, don't and, say no. And for that matter, like, you can make it a real, it's a real thing now that you can call right. back to. It's, which also yeah. makes your world tighter. This is the thing when you play Apocalypse World the first time and realize that constantly all of the threads are just being bound together in this big knot. And you get to the last se- session of an arc and you're like, oh, I get how this game works now. Mm-hmm. Um, which isn't apparent reading the book, and um, <laughs> and that's uh that's just like how these games are supposed to work. Where like that shopkeeper will remember us, right? Yeah. Like we'll have another thing with the shopkeeper or the shop sometime. I don't know if maybe yeah. depending on how long we play this. Game. To have an Australian accent, but the idea of this Americana shop owner with an Australian accent is like moi. It's so good. It's just really funny to me because <laughs> it like makes it memorable in a way that's like stupid but good and and it doesn't yeah. make any sense and yeah, that's no, what makes great. it memorable. If you would like, hi, it's me. I'm American Joe. It wouldn't be as interesting or funny, and so I'd be less yeah, likely totally. to go back there. But now it's like, oh, I gotta go see what Crikey Mike's up to. <laughs> Crikey Mike, yep. Crikey Mike's got the best curios in all of town. <laughs> um, yeah, awesome. Cool. Yeah, I thought the session was sweet. I really like where you guys kind of led things. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm, it's a I'm shorter one, but I feel like we, we did cool And actually, I think it'll yeah. be really cool to start a session with the night phase and the unseen and just like, here's a bunch of game. Yeah, we'll just bang, we'll bang into it and probably do it. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a, a pretty quick whirlwind here, so just be ready for that. Um, cool. Yeah. I... Yeah, I don't know. I the like so far I'm enamored with this game, which I wasn't expecting mm-hmm. because it's like not my shit really. Like I've I've read a fair bit of like the sort of Victorian era horror kind of stuff. Yeah, but it's still like a lot of it was for classes. But this is yeah, it's so much fun. I think it's the type of thing where a lot of those novels just need a little bit of the pulp added to them which i think this game is going to do in spades in the night phase um which will give the energy to the more like again like languid aspects of the day phase where you guys feel a lot more empowered to do whatever you want to do you know your sherlock holmesian moment during the day phase because the night phase is so perilous and hopefully we'll get to see that hopefully we'll get some dog shit rolls and i'll be like you're dead and you're like no janice mask and it's like sweet cool has, it, has anybody failed a roll yet i don't think so no no one has. I, I haven't uh, yeah i don't think so no no one's failed a single roll yet so yeah that's also another thing where it's just like that's when you know stuff can happen yeah um so that'll be fun and we'll put ourselves in some really sweet and powerful situations soon uh anyways thanks for listening guys uh we'll chit chat with you later goodbye
don't know why I just waved <laughs> to the camera on a podcast. <laughs> Bye. Uh, you'd think after like five years of this, I'd be used to it, but. We are never going to be professional, no. no matter how much they try and tell us to be. It's just worth noting. That's a yeah, that's a separate thing for listeners at home behind the paywall. Pay us money. Um, <laughs> they already did. The, are you the, just gonna leave that last part in? Just the in the middle of money, all this. Pay us money. <laughs> <laughs> no, the crust is people, obviously. Hmm. Eel oh, pie like a, that's a reverse Sweeney Todd with people crust. <laughs> the, the crust is people. Oh, reverse Sweeney Todd? You mean swanky toad? Swanky <laughs> well, there's the threat we're going to write to submit to the <laughs> That's really good. The butcher of Barber Street, swanky toad. <laughs> the barber of Butcher Street, obviously, swanky toad. The demon of Slow Street. Uh, yeah, that's pretty great. Swanky toad. <laughs> I uh, I reach new heights with my ADSC every day. This game kicks ass. I really like this game, and I think it's been good so far to have like a really nice conversation about like moves and stuff like that. I think also like you know mostly it's just like I'm just asking a little bit more of each of us. Like the vulnerable move, I think is a weird move to trigger, and sometimes it's like I don't want to just like give it to anyone. Like I want to get, yeah, I want to get powerful move. Yeah, it's a crazy move. So it's kind of like I want to get some fictional juice out of it, not just like that's what I was trying to get at. Was like I don't want you to like yeah. say something that is kind of metaphoric and not explore it. I think we have to like, right? I want the the skull to crack because that's why we're so protective about it. Is that when we're triggering that or we're triggering the Janus mask? It's like those are the times. <laughs> this is let the floodgates go. You know. Suck it. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see you do that in one clean take. Go ahead. No. (laughs) How brave of you. (laughs) 